2: Hey, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug. Did you know that I write kids' books? If you have children, nieces, nephews, I have books that are totally available for free or $10 on Amazon for physical copies. You can go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash kidsbooks to get access and learn more about that. Thank you for all of your support. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the of Music Podcast. I am your host, DK. Uh, fortunately, Lou is not with me here today because he got down and got boogieing with a case of the coronavirus. And unfortunately, he's just out of commission. Um, please DM him, spam him with DMs and say, please feel better at least 20 messages in a row actually, please do not do that. That was a joke. I don't want to, I don't want a thousand messages. He already doesn't respond to half of them without the thousand extra messages <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh yeah he's he's please wish him better pray pray for him if if you want to uh, I don't know I don't know whatever um no voodoo magic please on on <laughs> uh yeah, just wish him better uh but he'll be back soon. Um, It doesn't seem like it's a horrible case, but he's out. Was having fever fever dreams, and we were talking about that before the stream. Because right now, we're live. We're live right now. I am live with the wonderful Braden Flint from Flint Mastering. What up, Braden? Hey-oh, what up? Super stoked to be here. What up, what up? So if you didn't know already, Braden is in charge and is the host of the exclusive episodes of the Mixing Music Podcast. I join him quite often. Um, well, I know it's my show, but what we do is that every Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern time, we release an episode of the podcast, right? And now on Wednesdays and Thursdays, we also release an episode of tech. It's only technical information. It's not philosophy and business and things that I like to talk about often. It's only relevant Technical information about producing, mixing, songwriting, whatever it is. Mostly producing, mixing, mastering. And um, we take clips from other Grammy-winning or award-winning professionals, and we kind of... um expand on those topics you can find though access to those episodes at mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive brayden takes the lead on that and does all the editing and finds the clips i give some insight and talk about the expand on the ideas really worth going into it's only four dollars a month or forty dollars a year uh and it unlocks three times the amount of episodes that you get so if you're a big fan of the podcast and can't get enough then these or you really want just technical information then um this is, that's, that's what you want to do. So, Brayden, thanks again for joining us and for being in charge of editing those episodes. And we have a bunch of subscribers already. Thank you to everybody that's new that's subscribe. Maybe we'll start, like, thanking people by name when they subscribe. Um, but, yes, today's a very, very interesting episode. Um, this is something that, if you didn't know already, I'm a freaking nerd. I'm a freaking nerd. And one <laughs> of the things that I'm really nerdy about is psychology. And... Uh, the mind and <laughs> how to manage it. I don't know. <laughs> the curiosities of the mind. And And today is something that I think is very important, something that we all struggle with. Maybe this goes into a bit of imposter syndrome, but as well as helping you assess what part of the learning journey you want. So like how learned you are, how competent you are at mixing or producing or whatever it is you're assessing with yourself. And I want to foreshadow all of this or preface all of this with, I am not a psychologist. I am not part of any sort of American psychology organization. This is one dude That has watched some videos, read some books, and has personal opinions, and you should take them as personal opinions, and you are allowed to not agree with me. Although, it's hard to disagree with when I'm, like, reading off of, like, Wikipedia. So, like... (laughs) uh, (laughs) So, uh, that being said, how you interpret what I'm about to say... um, is up to you. And and there's many interpretations of this and what I mean, but I I would love to go down a direction of thought that I hope will help you. Will help you assess yourself and where you're at and will help you make more money and do better at your work and figuring out what steps you need to take to become um uh to improve your skill and your craft. So that's uh that's all I wanted to say. All right. So today's topic is about the Four Levels of Competence, Cognitive Bias, the Dunning-Kruger Effect. Now, I love the Dunning-Kruger Effect. And it's, it is, a, it is a, a form of cognitive bias um, created and discovered by Dunning and Kruger, two psychologists. And uh, uh, it's one of my favorites because, first off, Dunning, Dunning-Kruger Effect is the DK effect. Hello. Um, and it's something that I struggle a lot with. A lot of people, uh, mo- you see this all the time. So I'm going to read a little bit of the Dunning-Kruger effect as far as like the definition on Wikipedia and and how this relates to audio and and with us. So I'm going to read this. The Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias whereby people with the low ability at task overestimate their ability. So I'm going to read that again. The Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias where people with a low ability at a task overestimate their ability. That means people that suck at things think that they're above average. Okay, so it's usually measured, uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect is usually measured by comparing self-assessment with objective performance. Um, they did this, this is like a, This the, the initial study was published in 1999 by David Dunning and Justin Kruger. It focuses on logical reasoning, grammar, social skills. Okay, here it is. It's this is so funny. Here's the story, and this is where I'm not reading the Wikipedia. This is a story that I'm recalling from YouTube videos that I watched about this. I really think that you should watch some YouTube videos. I've talked about this on previous episodes, but I'm going to bring it back up because it's important. All right. So the story goes. The story goes that um, one of the studies that they did is they asked a bunch of a group of professional comedians to come in, and they had ten jokes lined up on a wall. And they asked each of the professional comedians to rank all 10 of these jokes from not funny to funniest. Okay? Then they did the same thing with people off the street, randoms. And they asked everybody to put themselves to, to rank all the jokes... From not funny to most funny. And what they did is then, this is the actual research part, they, they maybe tricked him into thinking that, that was the research part, but the actual research part was they asked them, how well do you think, how good do you think you are at ranking funny jokes? Like, how good do you think you are at finding figuring out what's funny? The professional comedians ranked themselves on average in the lower 30th percentile. They all thought that they were below average at picking good funny jokes. Then, the random people off the street, on average, rated themselves at around the 70th 70th percentile, which is... Statistically, mathematically, impossible. You cannot have an average of over 50%. It is 50%, or should be around 50%. So it's really interesting, right? So it is the idea that people that are not good at things... Tend to think that they are, and and the reason why cognitive bias exists is a way for the mind to protect itself and to not have any sort of existential crisis and to realize, oh shit, I suck at a lot of different things, and then your mind explodes. So it's it's a form of protecting itself. So there's there's a pragmatic reason why the mind creates cognitive bias. We see this all the time, especially. I'm not going to talk about politics in my our positions on different things, but we see this all the time. Some political person on the news said something and all of a sudden, everybody on Twitter thinks that they're experts after doing 30 seconds of research on a topic. We see, saw this most often where people off the street, Joe Schmo's off the street, reading some Wikipedia articles, um, claim and think that they have some sort of authority on how vaccines work and how this vast specific vaccine works and whether or not it's useful or not, or masks. And, they have not done the clinical studies, nor have they, you know, so people have been spending decades on this thing versus not. And and I'm sure that there are some professionals that are reliable, good sources that can argue one side or the other. The point, the, 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 dip, the point of this is not whether or not one side is right or the other. The point of the cognitive bias, the Dunning-Kruger effect, is people think that they are experts from not doing any work and having such a low ability that they don't really understand how bad that they are. Okay, this goes directly into. Sorry, I, I, right now I'm just ranting, and this is this goes directly into the the four stages of competence. All right, the four stages of competence was is a management training style. Um, uh, by management trainer Martin N. Broadwell, described the model as the four levels of teaching in February 1969. So, this has been around for a while. Uh, Paul R. Curtis and Philip W. Warren went, uh, mentioned the model in their 1973 book, The Dynamics of Life Skills Coaching. Um, so, it's been used in trainings. It's been a while. It's been around since the late 1969, but um, it's still something to think about it's not like any sort of based off of any sort of psychology But I find a lot of correlation between the Dunning-Kruger effect and the four stages of competence And we're gonna relate this to you as an engineer as a producer because I think this has a lot to do again for the sake of like Self-assessment to figure out where you're at and hopefully as motivation maybe as confident Confidence boosting for you to take the next few steps Like I want you to take something away from this and recognize that you have a lot more potential I'm not trying to bring you down. I'm not trying to say you suck and you don't realize it That's like I'm trying to tell you the exact opposite opposite all right so we find that people that are actually good at things tend to rate themselves at the lower level so it's this actual there's an actual bar graph um sorry this is really interesting i'm sorry brayden i'm just like ranting how uh, first off any opinions on this so far what do you think
3: i mean at first when you said like people that think they're really good at stuff are typically not good uh that checks out
2: (laughs) i mean you think so right that's like common sense yeah
3: Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of people I've met that are like that. And typically the people that are more, um, I don't know, I don't necessarily think like you have to be like Mr. Shy Guy, Mr. Super Humble, like, oh, I'm not good at anything. Like I have no confidence. I don't think that those people are like the best at what they do. But like, you know, we've all met people that think that they're better than they are. And then we've also met people who are really good at what they do and they're confident. Because they know they're good at what they do. But if you ask them, like in the study that DK talked about, they'll rate themselves lower. You know, they'll always they'll be like, oh, you know, my mixes could always be better, my masters could be better. Oh, dude, I love what this guy did. He he does he does this so much better than I do. You should talk to him or stuff like that. So I also find it very, very fascinating. And it's interesting that there's like a full-on, I didn't even know that until today. I didn't know that there was like full full-on studies done on it. So that's cool.
2: Yeah. it's So here's the thing. This This is where I hope people start to feel confident. If you've been suffering with imposter syndrome or that you're not good enough and you recognize and you're fully aware that there are way better people than you, then congratulations, you're probably competent and you're probably good enough to now not have to rank yourself in the bottom half. You're at least average. Uh, and, and this is really, really important. Um, Chase Style, in his episode of the podcast, we talked about how it's okay to like your own work, and it's okay. You should get to the point. I posted something on Instagram as a story the other day, and I genuinely feel this. I, I posted on my Instagram story, and you can check it out, @dkmixes, Um, but on my Instagram story, I posted that. I'm fr- I said, I put a picture of me and then I, in the story, I said, I'm freaking good at what I do. I'm freaking good at what I do, period. I hope everybody else can feel the same way about their craft. It doesn't matter whether am n- not I'm good at what I do. I think it matters a lot. That I think I'm good at what I do, and and to be fair, that's not natural for me. That's not natural for anybody. Like everybody that's doing something for a while and understands how much better other people are, it's you're gonna become self-aware and in like self-conscious and be like, I don't think I'm good enough. That's normal. So if your brain is telling you that, shut the fuck up, and it's okay. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Like you're good. The the worst thing is like I've been doing this for three years and I I think I'm the best. No, you shut up, because you're probably not the best. You've only been doing this for three years. There are other people in the field that have been doing this for decades and still don't claim any sort of mastery. Okay? Like, if, like if TZO says, I don't think that I'm the, the I don't think I'm the authority to t- teach mixing, then you should shut up, Mr. Two Years of Producing and Thinking that you're the best in the world. <laughs> I don't- so I, I think it does go in the—and and to those that say that, I'm the best in the world, the best artist, the best producer, the best mixer, and I've only been doing this for two years or, like, three months, even worse, um, then I am calling you out. And this should make you feel really self-conscious. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're, if you're at the point where, like, I'm really feeling inconfident and self-conscious, then— don't i think that's that's the more serious part of this okay we're going to talk about the four levels of con- uh the four levels of competence i'm going to read this a little bit and then i'm going to talk about the four levels okay. and i'm kind of done talking about cognitive bias and and we're going to kind of go back and forth between the two uh but this is where we're at so this is more for like management training with business and figuring out where you are with skills with like skills of that you charge for so for example mixing or producing right okay the four stages of competence, also known as the four stages of learning, is a model based on the premise, a premise that before a learning experience begins, learners are unaware of what or how much they know unconscious incompetence we'll talk about that and as they learn they move through four psychological states until they reach a stage of unconscious competence by understanding this models trainers can better identify learning needs and develop learning objectives based on where their audience target audience is in the four stages related to a given topic so this is so you should be able to come up with some sort of self-assessment to figure out where you are but this is mostly used for teachers um teaching their students and like how to assess their students in order to better teach them and figure out where they're at. Okay, number one, the first level is unconscious incompetence. So in unconscious incompetence, the learner isn't aware that a skill or knowledge gap exists. So this is everybody in the Dunning-Kruger effect of the cognitive bias, the Dunning-Kruger effect. They have so little knowledge about the thing that they don't realize that they don't know anything. So, as you noticed, one of the things that I said before we started the podcast, and this is also—I'm not even going to get into this—is a whole t- side tangent thing. This is also a a sign of intelligence. People with in, more intelligence or higher IQ recognize that they don't know shit. So, if you think that you have an IQ, or if you tell people that you do, um, that's a, that's technically a sign of lower intelligence. I'm not going to go into that. Uh, so, and narcissism, and but uh, we're not going to go into that. Um, <laughs> 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 Uh, don't Remember, ever this is study the mixing intelligence. Music podcast. Don't don't ever study intelligence. It's not worth it. It's not fun. It doesn't help you. It makes you worse as a person. Um and uh instead read read um the the book. Oh, I'm blanking right now. The uh, Flowers for Algernon. If you ever want to study about intelligence, read Flowers for Algernon and just be blissfully unaware and happy. Just that's that's what you want to do. Okay. Or anyway, so sorry, side tangent. Okay. So unconscious incompetence. So let's say, Braden, I'm going to put you in the, the in, in a mogi here. In simu- uh, not a mogi. What is mogi in English? Sorry, that's Japanese. Um, not simulation. Uh, we're going to role play. We're going to role play. Oh, role play. Okay. okay, okay yeah. Okay. So um, you're going to role play. You're brand new. And let's say we're going to, you're a master engineer. So let's talk about mastering. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever been in a time when you first started mastering that you were unconsciously incompetent? You did not realize how much you didn't know.
3: Yeah, yeah, right at the beginning. I, uh, I posted a meme about it on my Instagram one time that it was the meme from Michael Scott. And it was like me when I first mastered for a client. And it's like, uh, in a sense, I knew exactly, he says, I knew exactly what to do. But in a much more real sense, I had no idea what to do. <laughs> and like, it's totally true i like i remember the first time i mastered something i like asked somebody else for help and i just like followed their formula and i was just like oh wow there's a lot more there's a lot more work that goes into this than just like turning it up
2: so i think actually this is a good point where in this case i don't think it totally applies in that scenario first off you're you're quite an intelligent person so in in that sense um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, deny it. If you accept it, then you're not. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. but uh, uh it, it, you ask questions from the beginning, which is good thing or bad thing? I mean, this is something me and my Japanese traits, uh, and um, the reason why one of the cultural things I love about America. This is where this is just a show of tangents. We're gonna get to the point. Don't worry. This is uh, wild. But one of the reasons why I love American culture is that if someone wants to start skateboarding in America. They will start skateboarding. If they had a freaking plank of wood or a free skateboard from the trash, and if that's what they can get, to start, get started with, that's what they have to get started with, they will get started. It doesn't matter. They're, gonna, they're not going to wait to have the right equipment to get started. That's the American pioneering kind of thing. You start. Um, or maybe running is the very case. It doesn't matter whether or not you have running shoes or running shorts and AirPods or whatever. You just start running because you want to run. In Japan, people don't start their hobbies until they have all the equipment. So it's this idea of over-preparation. And I know that you're probably one of those people where you find yourself over-preparing, right? Me? Yeah.
3: Yes. And you know what's funny is I lived in Korea for two years and they do the same thing. For hiking, they have all the gear. For skiing, they have all the gear. Like, they won't start till they have everything. Yeah. So I very- am one of those people.
2: Yeah, yeah, And and- first Brayden first off I forgot to mention this Braden speaks fluent Korean so if you ever want to chat with Braden in Korean on Instagram go reach out to him Flint Mastering at Flint Mastering if you are Korean anyway um so this is really interesting and and there's a lot to say about that and this is in this case it's a cultural thing um but I'm the opposite I am in that sense I'm freaking American or freaking like I do not care if I do not have the supplies like I started painting I do not care what a what painting supplies I have. I'm just, like, splattering whatever shit I have and doing whatever I have. I have a sponge in, in under the sink, and I'm like, ooh, a sponge effect would be kind of cool to, like, dab things. Like, I, I burn... I'm good at burning my hand on the stove and realizing, ah, crap, this is harder than I thought it was because I'm an idiot. Okay, so we're gonna... <laughs> so anyway, that's the first level. Unconscious incompetence. So I don't think that your scenario perfectly applies because from the beginning, it seems like you ask questions and you recognize that you didn't do this. But in my case... Um. I didn't recognize how bad I was at painting until I started it, and then I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot more technique on how to put paint on a canvas than I realized, right? So, like, I eventually learned uh, fairly quickly, but still. Uh, Unconscious incompetence. So it's a blissful state. You're just doing it as a hobby. Number two is the conscious incompetence. In conscious incompetence, the learner is aware of a skill or knowledge gap and understands the importance of acquiring the new skill. It is in that stage that learning can begin. Mm, interesting. So mm. when you started asking questions, that's when learning and being, you're now teachable. You become teachable. There are many people in this world, they're like, I'm the best. And no matter what you say, I'm the best, that's inc- unconscious incompetence. So with producers that have been only been doing this for three months and they're like, I'm the best, nobody can be better than me, I'm I'm just like a dream waiting to happen, I'm going to blow up, it's just a matter of time, and I don't need to put in any work, that's unconscious incompetence. They're, no, they're not willing to learn, so they're not going to get better, um, and they think that they're the best. I would say that most people that I talk to that are feeling really incompetent and come to me for learning advice are not part of this category. Um, Number three is conscious competence. In conscious competence, the learner knows how to use the skill to perform the task, but doing so requires practice, conscious thought, and hard work. Now, I think that this is where where you're at, Brayden. And and if I may say so, um, one is. So first off, there, there's a couple, you can interchange the third and fourth state, and I'm going to talk about how you can. Um, there's different ways to interpret it. But this is the OG one. So um, let's go back to number two, conscious incompetence. That means that you're unaware that you don't know how to do something. You're willing to learn. Three is conscious competence Now. Now you're, you've learned how to do something, but in order to apply it, it takes a lot of thought. You know how to master it. and, and this is one of those things where it should be, competent, conscious competence. Like it, for you, it, you've done this enough where it could become really automatic, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. But if you started just becoming, and you haven't been doing this that long, like, so if you were all of a sudden to start becoming automatic now, <laughs> what would that say about <laughs> the next 20 years versus if you try to yeah. stay conscious about like, you know, make yep. what kind of compressor and like really try to listen to it, what kind of yep. limiters and really try to listen to it, try to stay conscious about your competence, right? Yep. And would you,
3: well, I, I would even put myself in category two because I've been doing, which is remind me what it is. Conscious incompetence. Yeah, Well, I would say I'm like two and a half. I'm in between two and three is where I would, I would rate myself on the scale because I think that where I'm at in my career and like, I've been doing audio for a while. Um, The transition to mastering, like you said, haven't been doing that that long, but I feel like I don't know. And it could be my own personality, but I just feel like there's always something to learn from someone. Uh, and so I feel like there's kind of a nebulous area that you can float between two and three for your whole life, because you can be consciously competent and you can know what you're doing and be really good, but that doesn't mean you can't still learn something from somebody else. Mm. So for me, I don't know if I would even say I now that I've like voiced this, I don't even know if I would say I'm into or I'm in three or I'm in between. I feel like it's a, it's a, a constant flow between the two. Where when I'm mastering, I am confident, I know that I'm competent, I know what I'm doing, I'm listening, I, I, I'm, I'm making the correct decisions. Um, and then other times I'll do something and I'm like, that didn't work why? And then it starts me back into phase two, which is conscious incompetence. And then it's a vicious cycle in a positive way. So.
2: So here, here's where I'm going to butt in and talk a little bit about ego and not ego in the way that most people use it, but ego in the uh, the the psychological form. Um So the ego that beats you down and says that you're not good enough, not the ego, not people have an ego and like you have an inflated head, not that ego, but like your ego you cannot see yourself like so this is where i think the 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 uh the competence stages is, is should be performed by a teacher or like a third party because i don't have your ego so when you have issues i'm immediately like why don't you just solve it like this so the only way to figure out fully assess this on your own is either take shrooms or have somebody else tell you <laughs> uh, uh,
3: yeah drop and we're that we're only recommending one of those
2: yeah um shrooms and so <laughs> 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 I'm dizzy. I'm teasing. Uh, So, so I think in your case, if I may say so, as um, uh, can I say, business partner and of someone, in I'm going to say the equal playing field. Um, I think that you're at a stage of co- in, uh, you're at a stage of. Well, <laughs> I think that you flow between four and three, and and the fourth okay. one. Let me say the fourth one real quick here. The fourth stage is unconscious competence. In unconscious competence, the individual, the, sorry, in unconscious competence, the individual has enough experience with the skill that he or she can perform it so easily they can do it unconsciously. Now, the reason why that can be a bad thing is because if you are un- if you're good at what you do that you it becomes automatic then you're no longer learning you're no longer experimenting so people mm. will say try not to become unconsciously competent. Like, try to focus on staying consciously competent. Like, keep putting in the work, keep trying to experiment and try new things. Dave Van is a classic example of this. Like, always trying new plugins, trying to experiment with new tools. and Don't just badmouth Atmos. Like, try using it and try to understand it. (laughs) Don't just badmouth trap music if you're from the 70s. Like, try trap music and try to understand where it comes from, or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, be aware uh, and put hard work, what does it say? Practice conscious thought and hard work, right? Um, So put in the practice. So, but there's, I've heard trainers flip three and four where the third stage is unconscious competence which I like to think about it like this like especially in accordance to the Dunning-Kruger effect people become good that they now they don't realize how good they are so then they put themselves in the lower 30 percentile like those comedians did in that story right so then they don't realize how good they are even though they are full on professionals they're professional comedians but they put themselves at the bottom quarter percent as far as like credibility of how, much, how good they are at telling if a joke is funny or not Which is interesting, right? So I think that's what happens. And so like I like to flip three and four. So I think most people are at the stage where I think that you're unconsciously competent. Like in that sense, I don't think you realize how good you are, but that's not a bad thing. And and then if we were to flip it around, the fourth one would then be conscious competence, which is like that's when uh, colloquially we'd understand ego the way it is, which is, oh, he's got a big head and he knows that he's good. (laughs) Which Which I think is a good thing to a certain degree. Like, when I say, so that goes back to my Instagram post, when I say I'm good and I know it, that's what everybody should be feeling like. That's not because I'm better than everybody else. No, anybody can say that or think that about themselves across all varying levels. But I think that it means the most once you go through that stage of conscious incompetence and recognize that, like, ah, ooh, ooh. I'm not good at this. And then, <laughs> and then, you know what I'm saying? And then you come back to, okay, I'm actually good at this because I've put in the work. I've put in over 10, 20,000 hours. And I, I think that there's a fine line there. So, um, anyway, so if I were to rate you on that scale, I think that you float between three and four. Um, conscious competence and unconscious competence I don't think that you give yourself enough credit to how good you are because Braden is actually quite good and if you want to hire Braden, you should hire him Um, and I don't but also you are very open to learning and you put in a lot of effort and thought into it I think that that's the perfect place that you want to be except I think you should be a little bit more confident about your work can I say that in public on the podcast I think that's like a good thing to say
3: I think so. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you're you're better than yeah. you are. You think no, you are. Ha-ha. I,
3: I know that I, uh, I personally struggle with confidence. I, I've struggled with it my whole life with whatever I've done. Like I was, uh, when I, when I was in high school, I played hockey and I was for my age group ranked the third, third best goalie in the country for hockey at my age group. And I still was just like, nah, I'm not that good. Like, so it's just, I don't know. It's a weird confidence thing for me. So a lot of times that uh, I try to emulate, or I wish I could emulate better, DK's confidence. <laughs> so, but
2: yeah, yeah, no. Um, and to be fair, I have every human is really complex, and every mind is broken uh, in some way or another. Um, and if you were to tell me, and and I'm I'm gonna say this out loud and kind of get through the thought process with you. Um, I say this every, every single time someone says something like that to me. I hope that I can be confident like DK. Something like, along those lines. I will say a big fat thank you on purpose is because that shit does not come natural to me. Mm. I have a lot of complexes. Me being on this podcast, if you asked me five years ago if I would be the front face of a podcast and of some sort of like brand for engine, I would not believe you. Because I was the guy that would be like, I don't want to put my face on social media. Yeah. You know, I was that guy and, Mm -hmm. and I kind of got over it. Maybe not to the extreme that some people are, but I had a really big problem with self-perceived narcissism. I thought I was a narcissist for a long time and it took Um, a lot of therapy to realize, no, that was just really bad parenting trauma from bad parenting. And like, (laughs) we're not going to (laughs) talk about that, but, um, it's real though like so I had like it was to the point where I could I think I've talked about this on the show before and this is something private and personal and I hope that I say this in the in the hopes that someone can relate but like it got to the point where it was so bad that this trauma had become so bad and I've made it so bad in my own mind that um, I could not look at my own reflection like I would take mirrors down off the walls I would I whenever I passed through like school hallways with like windows and noticed all of these teenagers of course they're young teenagers or young 20s they look at their own reflection just instinctively without even thinking about it to check their own hair and their clothes make sure that they look good whatever and I would judge people for that I would be like you can't even walk past a window without unconsciously looking at your own reflection how narcissistic you are what a narcissist! And it got to the point where it was just really bad, really unhealthy. And thanks, thanks to Shroom as well as therapy, like uh, <laughs> 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 it got to the point where like I learned to be okay with that's like. Um, <laughs> this is another personal story. This makes me laugh. You should not be doing this. Don't do this. One of the big rules of when you douche rooms, is to not look at your own reflection. But I did because I'm an idiot, and I looked at my own reflection. I had the most surreal experience ever. I looked at my own mirror, and for the first time in my life, because remember, in real life, I did, not, I did not give a shit about how I look, my, my looks, my, how I present myself. I just genuinely didn't care because I thought any sort of self-care or thought about my looks was narcissistic. I looked in the mirror, and the first time in my life, without an ego, I recognized, oh my gosh, you're a decent-looking human being. And in that moment it wasn't narcissistic. In that moment it was genuinely pure, like this really clean thought of like self-acceptance. And that it's okay that I thought I was good looking in, in whatever degree or whatever capacity. And and made me recognize how stupid it was to make me think anything before that. Like anyway, we're getting way ass off track here. But um <laughs> first <laughs> off, uh we're on the live stream. So we're on Twitch right now, Twitch and YouTube. Follow it, subscribe to me on YouTube. You can go to mixandmusicpodcast.com backslash YouTube or just go on the website and click on the YouTube link. Uh, Mixing Music Mod- Podcast backslash live will take you to the st- Twitch stream. Um, but Mad Mapper at Mad underscore Mapper just redeemed. There's point systems on Twitch and just redeemed. Uh, the the redeemable item of 2,500 points, which is a lot of watch hours. So you get these points by watching the stream. He just redeemed it. Uh, I have a point system where you can redeem, for 2,500 points, heavy Japanese accent. <laughs> I don't know. I'm debating whether or not. I said that I would do this after the episode, but just because it's funny, I, I'm wanting to do a little bit of it during the episode. Uh, so you can interact <laughs> and ask questions. Uh, <laughs> Madam Mepper says, DK has enough confidence for all of us. That's not true. Thank you so much for saying that because it's taking a lot of work to get to the point where I seem that way. It's, it's taken a lot of conscious effort to be happy, to like myself, to accept myself the way I am. And it was especially difficult for me because, unfortunately, my parents didn't give that to me. Um, they tried their very, very best. They tried their very, very best, and I will never deny their effort. But it was too much. And they—they they, at the end of the day... Um they were unable to give that to me, but I've, I, it's taken a lot of effort for me to give that to myself. And so I'm trying to do that for everybody that's listening to the podcast, for all of the content here. Get to a point where it's okay that you love yourself, that you think that you're good at things. Get to a level of conscious competence, if we flip that around. right? Um, and I like I the flipped version better. It makes me feel better about it. Um, but both works in that sense. Um, anyway... Dunning-Kruger effect, if you, so to recap everything, if you think that you suck at something, then you probably don't. If you have no experience, little to no experience, and think that you are just a divine messenger from God to do anything that nobody else can do, it's only you, and you've only been doing this for three months, you probably suck ass and you should, you should feel bad about it. And if you've ever heard the term, I can do this on my own. I don't need a team. You are probably having a moment of extreme cognitive bias. Uh, the, one of the stories that made Dunning and Kruger wanting to look into this is in the nineties, uh, uh, as the story goes, there was a bank robber that went into a bank and showed his face on camera and he was immediately caught because he was all over the camera, didn't dare cover his face, It didn't even think to cover his face, and when he got caught he was like, whoa you saw my face on the camera I put lime juice all over lemon juice on my face and I heard that if you did lemon juice on my face on your face, it'll reflect and glare on the screen and you wouldn't be able to see my face and that (laughs) Event triggered the 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 idiocy of this dumb robber triggered dunning and Kruger to create this thing. so it's a real thing created inspired by idiots and created by geniuses is um, <laughs> so if it wasn't for the dummy that dummy, then this wouldn't happen, and we wouldn't figure it out. Uh, anyway, this is what a fun journey um anyway that's just one of the things i'm really nerdy about is and and i suffer myself from a lot of broken i am mentally broken and and i can't tell if i'm dumb or smart or doesn't and and more importantly it doesn't freaking matter it does not matter um i am just trying to be happy and i hope that you all try to be happy too anyway what did you learn from this braden any questions uh
3: i mean i learned my Probably my favorite quote of all time that you just said. What is it? And <laughs> now I forgot exactly how you said it. Discovered by idiots, perfected by geniuses. <laughs>
2: <Something> like that.
3: <laughs> when you when you said that, I was like, oh man, like <laughs> I I don't know. That is just so funny. Well, yeah, Discovered I, by I, idiots, perfected <laughs> by geniuses. It was something along those
2: lines. It wasn't. The I think same. it was uh, yeah, inspired by dummies. Uh, studied, studied by geniuses. <laughs> yes, that's what it's inspired by idiots <laughs> studied by geniuses.
3: So, there's that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I've i always kind of wondered that about people and myself and, you know, how do people, like, get the confidence they do and how do people think that they're better than they are and how do people not think they're as good as they are. Um, so, it's fascinating for me to learn about and uh, yeah, I think it's it's really applicable to music too, especially um, it feels like there's always a lot of comparison in music. And I think comparing is one of the worst things you can do. And I think comparing also adds to these effects, right? So like if you, you could be really good, but you might think like, oh, well, I'm not as good as that guy. So I suck. You know, that's kind of like a, I don't know. It's a, a slippery slope basically is what I would say. But, Um, I think just like coming back to, yeah, I think comparison is like one of the reasons that people feel this way. They might feel unconsciously competent, consciously consciously incompetent. I think that's the one, but, um, yeah, I was, I always like to say, you'll probably hear me say it a bunch of times on the exclusive episodes, um, when you inevitably subscribe because they're super dope. Uh, but I always say, keep going. You're doing better than you think you are. So, and that's not mm. to give, give you a big head or whatever, but I do think most people, um, you know, with the exception, are doing a lot better than they think they are. Uh, and just meeting a lot of people in my life doing different things, whether it's medical school, dental school, law school, music. Um, you know, like DK said, a lot of people have a tendency not to give themselves enough credit. So, give yourself credit where credit is due, but don't give yourself too much credit because then you will stop learning. And uh, that's when um, everything kind of goes off the rails, in my opinion. If you if you get to the point where you're like, I don't need to learn anything else, then that is a little, a little bit problematic because there's always something you can learn. And that's something I've learned from Dave Pensado a lot, watching all of his YouTube videos. Like, how old is that guy? Uh, you know, he is super old. And still in his videos, he's like, oh yeah, man, like I learned this really cool trick from so-and-so mixer. And then he like shows it and I'm like, what do you have to learn? You've done everything, you know? And that was a horrible Dave Pensado impression, by the way. But uh, yeah, so like, just keep learning. Uh, I I almost said my, my, my catchphrase from the exclusive episodes, but uh, yeah, just keep learning. You're doing better than you think you are. And uh, you know, if you need help, see a psychologist not me or dk
2: yeah i definitely i'm definitely not a trained therapist or a trained psychologist at any sort of point it's just like just i somehow i ended up caring about this stuff um uh i will say though real brief, briefly um that statistically speaking so this is this is the one ego boost i'm going to do for everybody here colloquial ego boost all right uh is that one uh, statistically speaking, if you listen to podcasts, then you are um, uh, statistically speaking much more higher educated than the normal average person. And of po- pad- this is this is statistics of podcast listeners. Usually, much higher educated, with oftentimes at least some av- some college, if not a college degree. Oftentimes, read books and love to learn have higher income levels than most others, uh, above average income income levels. Uh, and uh, if you are the type of person that listens to my content, then that which is educational content, then you are a learner. And if you love learning, then congratulations, you might be you actually statistically. If you're listening to the show, listen to this episode, then statistically speaking you are smart (laughs) and smart enough, smart enough to recognize. So I think going back to what you were saying about, I think most people have issues where they don't feel like they're good enough when they're actually much better. Um, That usually comes from a sense being some sort of like being smart and recognizing where you stand and how small of a, how small of a speck you are in this world then. And um, so if you are doing that, you're doing a good job. It's absolutely normal. And in fact, a good sign if you don't think that you're good enough and and it's something that you should work to get past and to work for it and it's not something that just comes it's something that you I think you have to consciously work for and so um, on that note like I just want everybody to know that's listening you're good enough you're smart enough and I mean that like statistically speaking like if you're listening to this and you're just an absolute dummy then like you are, like, probably the only person listening to this. Like, there's nobody else listening. <laughs> just you are the outlier by, by far. It is statistically unlikely for you to be listening to this podcast episode and you to be dumb. So, you're, <laughs> you, it is in, in so many forms. So, um, good job, everybody. Thumbs up. Uh, also, yeah. um, just as a joke, so I finally follow through with Mad Mapper's uh, redeeming points. I am very confident, confident with my Japanese accent. Do I sound very Japanese? And my Japanese accent is very good. So does that make me cognitive bias? Because I think my Japanese accent is so perfect. I mean, (laughs) does does, does that make me very bad at Japanese accent?
3: (laughs) I mean, you're Japanese, so
2: it sounds pretty good to me. (laughs) <laughs> oh man uh, come join us on the streams it's fun also one more time uh, thank you so much Braden, for getting on this episode um, yeah. but uh, once again if you want more exclusive content if you want triple the amount of content then $4 a month at mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive also uh, let's do a brief shout out to our sponsor thank you very much for iZotope. Um you can go to mixing music podcast.com backslash isotope or isotope.com backslash mm podcast doesn't matter uh, they both go to the same place um, to get 10% off of any isotope products or get an extended trial period the default trial length is seven days but if you go through that link those links you'll get 30 days instead of seven so check those out make sure that Because isotope is awesome. Braden use isotope. I don't even need to ask you. I know you use isotope. I've seen you use isotope stuff. It rocks.
3: Isotope is dope. To make a rhyme out of it, that should be that should be their catchphrase. How is that not on their website? (laughs)
2: Isotope. I'm gonna talk to somebody about that. Isotope is iso dope. Oh, there you go. That's the one. Isotope is oh so dope. Got it. Fire. Yeah, that that sucked. Don't don't don't. I am. I am. (laughs) consciously incompetent at poetry.
3: (laughs) Oh, no, see what this has done? Every time we do something, we're going to be like, is this conscious incompetence? Is this a form of cognitive
2: (laughs) bias? (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, last note of the uh, a podcast episode, if you've ever heard anybody quote the famous, everybody loves to quote this person. If you ever hear ever anybody hear, uh, sorry, if you ever hear anybody quote this random person I've never met before named I've heard, uh, then it's, it's probably cognitive bias. Hey, uh, so if you've heard like a name, but it's like, Hey, I've heard that vaccines work or don't work. Okay, who is this? I've heard, and you should ask follow-up questions. That is the end of this podcast. So everything that I did, you should be so confused with your life and should be questioning everything. No, I'm just teasing. That is not where we're going. We are, nihilism is not good. Do not, do not. No, you should read some Nietzsche, but um, don't get caught up in it. All right, love (laughs) y'all. (laughs) (laughs) Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. If you can't get enough of the Mixing Music Podcast and want three times the amount of episodes every week, subscribe to our exclusive content for only $4 a month or $40 a year at mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward.